seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill of WMTF Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, marketing Essentials, Essentials Team. team. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we have with us on the podcast, Bethany Sullivan from Lamar Outdoor Advertising. So Bethany grew up in Providence, Rhode Island, and has always loved creativity, business, and people. So she views marketing as a form of communication, which is one of the greatest joys and challenges to the human race, which I think is a really nice philosophical statement for what you do. Uh, Bethany is a lifetime student at Rhode Island College, (laughs) very close with her family and enjoys things like hiking, food documentaries and learning about different cultures. The reason that we wanted to have you on the podcast today, Bethany, and welcome, is to talk about outdoor advertising. Now, I think when most people hear that, they think, oh, billboards, right? Right. And they think billboards, you know, have been around forever. So it may be, they may think that it's antiquated, antiquated, my allocution's a little off there, antiquated form (laughs) of advertising and marketing. But the reason we wanted to have you on today is to talk about all of the really cutting edge stuff. Yes. And the ways that you put outdoor advertising to use uh, that is relevant to our audience because we have a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners in our audience and they may be thinking, eh, billboards, that's that's for the big guys, right? Mm. Or they may be thinking, oh, that's from the 80s, you know, or from the 70s. So we want to see if we can maybe change their mind, find out some of the really cool stuff going on with outdoor advertising and explain to our audience how they can put this to use for their business. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, great job with that bio. I, I feel like that was like, wow, I want to know that person. She seems really cool. The only thing I was waiting for you to add to that was she likes long walks on the beach. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Bachelorette number one. <laughs> but thank you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, so with out-of-home advertising, it's it's pretty interesting. It's like you said, it's one of the oldest forms of advertising. You know, I think of circuses where people would paste the newest show that was coming to town. And, you know, it was basically how to get the word out about something. As radio and television progressed, people were able to act, uh, companies were able to access their clients in other ways. What we found now is with digital advertising, with radio, with television, it's become extremely fragmented. You know, advertising has become such a such its own animal almost it's it's you know we're seen as consumers we're not seen as actual people and what ends up happening is that we're inundated constantly with messaging so the backlash is you know i use hulu and netflix i don't pay for television i don't want to sit there watching commercials and mm-hmm. i i'm in marketing i love commercials you know mm-hmm. so even i don't watch them that much you know my dad watches judge judy but he'll he'll record it and then at five o'clock he'll t- he'll watch the t-vode and just you know <laughs> skip the commercial. skip it exactly yeah. And uh, so what we found is that people are getting smart about how they're not, about how advertising is getting to them. 
And what makes Out of Home so unique is that we're not trying to attract a client base. We already have them. We have a captive audience. So in radio and television, you're constantly trying to create content that will draw people to watch or listen. Rhode Island and Boston have some of the worst traffic in the country. You know, mm-hmm. so you are you already have your audience, which gives us a competitive edge. Uh, the reason it's called out of home as opposed to in home. When I first applied for the job, I thought I would be an outdoor sales person, meaning I would be out of the office a lot. I had no idea what that meant. It means that people are coming to you. They're coming to airports, bus terminals, driving. They are going to the content instead of the content trying to get to them. And that's what gives us a great competitive advantage. You can't shut us off. Radio and television, they're great mediums, but uh, you can't skip us. You're always going to make sure that you get to your client base. Okay. So outdoor advertising um, or out of home, it could be billboards, it could be bus stops, it could be at the airport. Is there anything else that's on your kind of um, list of, of placements? I don't think so. Those are those are the big three. Um, I, the other one would maybe be subways okay. in, in big cities. Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They do a lot of like uh, train and um, yeah. <laughs> Does it include the uh, things that are on the side of the buses? The I want to call them billboards. but the... Yes. Yes. That, so that would fall under transit. So transit okay. and, and bus shelters. Oh, yeah. okay. Great. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Now, I have seen this thing and I don't see it all the time, but it's it's like a flatbed truck with like a billboard oh, yeah, stuck yes. to the back of it. <laughs> what what are the what do you call those? Do they I don't even those? know. I don't even know if those are legal. <laughs> it's just some guy who stuck it a is billboard. In I've, his truck. I've driven I've driven in Providence and I've seen this LED with moving. One of the things about digital boards is that you can't have videos. Like you mm-hmm. can't have anything moving. It has to be a static. Well, that'd be a safety issue. It, exactly. It? It's oh, you know because and and some people are still that. very you know, hesitant about the digitals because they're bright. So they get your attention. But some of these have videos playing on the sides of trucks. And it's like, that's a real safety hazard. Yeah. 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 Even bumper stickers are dangerous for me. <laughs> I try to get real close to read them. What's that say? Bam. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm a, okay. not the said best. back off. Like, <laughs> bad vision. Yeah. So now that we know a little bit more about where we're going to see this out-of-home advertising, Tell us a little bit about why it's not the out-of-home advertising that people might have in their heads. You know, how, how is it more useful now, I guess is the best way to put it, than 20 years ago? Sure. So a couple of decades uh, ago, out-of-home was kind of in this weird middle ground. You know, you didn't have technology as advanced as it is now, and radio and television was really... You know, if you if you were on radio or television, you had made it because it was the first time that you could give versatile messaging. It wasn't just a quick snapshot of something you could show your product. You could explain your product. You know, I like to say that different people, they learn differently so you can reach them differently. Some people are auditory learners. Some people are visual learners. And what what out of home has done, which is really impressive, is as technology has advanced, as the Internet, as digital has come around, they've they've created billboards that are basically smart billboards that can have the the capabilities of digital advertising and online but in an out of home space. So for example, one of my fav- one of my favorite things uh, and honestly, they're smart boards people are like, "Oh my gosh, you know, the board's reading my brain." You know, it it gets a little it gets a little uncomfortable when people are like, "Well, this board is thinking for itself." It's really just an algorithm. And all that means is if X, then Y. One of my favorite capabilities is weather triggers on our digital boards. 
Dunkin' Donuts loves to use this. If it's above, if we have a 90% chance that it's going to be over 90 degrees, the, if X, then Y, the board will automatically play creative that is cold beverages. Cool. And then if it's below, there's a 90% chance of it being below a certain degree, then they'll have hot beverages. So it's just F, if X, then Y. And if neither of those work, then then they'll just play their standard creative. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very interesting. There's a lot of capabilities, and I know that we'll probably touch on that in a little bit. But well, let's if, go, go ahead. You want to go there now? Yeah, let's okay. dive right into it because <laughs> the technology is interesting in that it brings it up to the 21st century Absolutely. application. Because as you said, it used to be if you you made it if you got on television or radio. Well, mm -hmm. we know now that there are so many channels for marketing mm -hmm. that you know outdoor advertising or say out of home advertising has to be able to keep up with that. So what are some of the other innovations? Absolutely. And there there will be times I'll say too that I don't think that it will all be digital in the future. There's always going to be a place where people are not going to want to share their creative. You know, when you're on a digital board, you one of the um, uh, the trade-offs is that you are on the board with somebody else. A lot of people like attorneys, real estate agents, they really like to own that space. So those won't be going anywhere. But if your consumer is somebody who wants to be engaged, wants something that's dynamic, that's catered to them, digital boards are a phenomenal way to get in front of them. There's a couple of different things that we have available. Actually, we have a lot of things available. I'll speak to other to other um, companies. You know, Lamar's National, and we focus on the digital and out of home. Other companies like Outfront, they do a phenomenal job of bus stops. So if you have the opportunity, I would Google, I believe it was in Europe, they had this virtual reality bus stop. Mm. And it's, you know, the people went in and the plexiglass was a, was a, uh, like a, a, a 3D virtual reality thing. So oh, people I think would, I've seen that. I, yeah, I it's about so it's really interesting. Wild. It's scary, but it's yeah. interesting. So, so what does it do? So if you're sitting in the bus stop, you look through the plexiglass to the left or to the right of you, and it simulates something happening yeah. in the space. So say, for example, you see the street and a building. All of a sudden, you'll see somebody with a bunch of balloons floating in the yeah. air. Or you'll see a tiger. One of them, a tiger, was coming at them. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, those the guy was completely yeah. freaked out. And he almost wet his pants. You know, there's a tiger coming at me. Wow. I think, I think they did one for one of the Mar Marvel movies, too. Something like, yeah. uh, like uh, Thor's axe coming, a hammer coming at him or something like that. And then this whole screen just kind of shatters. It was really cool, what I it's, thought. So I guess if you were, say, a local business, you might want to have somebody you know, with your product in their hand as a way of sort of implanting yeah. that in someone's mind, like, well, I'm really thirsty all of a sudden, or I could go for a pizza. Absolutely. And, you know, out-of-home advertising, the key is being top of mind. That's sure. really what it's about. It's about when people are driving down the road and they're like, hmm, what am I going to eat today? Oh, look, uh, this sandwich shop that's right down the street, I'll go there, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, and that's why I really encourage small businesses with larger businesses like Coca-Cola. They understand that, Top of mind is important and getting in front of people is important. I think it was actually you, Justin, one time that said, you know, it takes seven times for somebody to see something before they decide to actually make a purchase. So you're constantly just getting in front of your potential clients. With these digital capabilities, you can make yourself uh, creatively stand out. So one of the things you can do is tie the back end of your website to trending items that will go directly to the board. So say, for example, you're a grocery store. 
and you have sales that are going on for that week. Instead of having a circular that you're paying to print money to with the database and collection of people that you're already, they already know you're there, you could have that information going directly to your board and it changes every week. You could have it change every day if you wanted because there's no production costs, it's all electronic. So you could be constantly showing the different things that you have on sale. You could be showing uh, promotions and events. So this is great if you're a nonprofit and you're trying to do different events that you want people to know about. If you're a small business and you really just want to engage the community, we have uh, the capability of having user-generated content. You can connect to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and people can can uh, directly send things to the board. So we have a team that ha- that censors everything. We're, we're based out of Baton Rouge and you have a team that censors everything. We have like over a thousand keywords that, you know, can't go up. Uh, you know, you could try it, but it's not going to work. Uh, but people, you can have a, a Facebook folder that you have event pictures in. You just drag and drop and it'll automatically go up to the board. So you can be in control of what goes on your board. Well, so when you say user-generated content, is it user, the client being, supplying that social media content or like would it be uh, the social media followers? Like if somebody was to upload like Need Donuts and and tag them, could Need Donuts have their, you know, user-generated content from their users displayed on the billboard? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you could take a, if you were, say you were having a selfie campaign, you Uh could have a hashtag selfie need donuts or something like that. And all those hashtags would go directly to the board and you could have customer reviews. You can have your customer reviews automatically generate. You can have, uh, pictures of yourself with the donuts. You know, one, one of, uh, the, the executives that we have right now did a, a, a campaign with a car dealer Mm -hmm. and it was a ducky of a deal. So when somebody went in and purchased their car, they took a picture with this little rubber duck (laughs) and then the picture went up onto Um, the boards. And how real time is that? Uh, It can be done up in 30 minutes. Wow. That's really cool. It depends. If you want to do it yourself, you have access to your board. If you want us to do it for you, we can do that as well. It all depends on what you want to do. So Mm -hmm. say you have an event coming up that you want to sell a certain amount of tickets for. You can manually enter how many tickets you have left. Mm-hmm. So you can say, oh, we have, you know, 11 tickets left. You know, mm-hmm. we have 200 tickets left. You uh, McDonald's did this great one a while back where as the day went on, the coffee cup was empty and it filled up. <laughs> and as the day went on, it went like, and then the rest of the day it went down. Mm-hmm. So as you're driving by, you're seeing all these different, very interactive types of things. Really, the sky's the limit. Well, you had told me when we talked earlier about a, a tattoo parlor mm-hmm. that was doing something like that. So they were the owner of the or the artist that owned the tattoo was putting up images of the latest pieces that they had done. Right. And sort of promoting like, hey, you know, I just did this piece or, you know, real time content. Yeah, it's really incredible. So we create a template that has just has their logo has just basic general information and then there's a spot for the actual photo Mm -hmm. and they can upload it themselves so they can tell their client all right do you like you know can we post this to our board yeah you know i want my friends to see it like look how cool this is you know yeah drive down 95 i'll be there today (laughs) and the next day they could be driving down and tell their friends hey check out my tattoo it's on the billboard on 24 you know so you're creating a buzz in the community you're showcasing 
your abilities and you're constantly, people have something to look at as they're driving by like, oh, I wonder which tattoo they have today. Right. That sort of thing. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that is really neat how you can use the real-time content, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're tying it into people's social media accounts. Because is one of the things that we talk about often on the podcast is, you know, how can we sort of cross-pollinate? You know, how can you use multiple channels of marketing to make a bigger impact? Because you do need the seven to nine touches, and you're not going to do it all through one channel. Absolutely. So it's really cool how you can use out-of-home advertising and tie it in with, you know, someone's website, someone's social media channel. I mean, you can drive traffic to their other channels. Absolutely. And we we really encourage out of home to not be your only tool. You know, I think anybody who says, you know, you should buy billboards and not invest in a website is absolutely bonkers. You know, like that's when I make purchases, I go and check out the website first. That's my that's your first real point of contact to somebody. And I oftentimes don't even call on a client or a prospective client unless I see their website is relatively up to date, because that shows me that as a consumer and as somebody in advertising, that they understand how important the message is that they're getting across. So some people, I tell them, listen, before I can move forward with you in billboards, you really need to spend the money and get a quality website. Absolutely. Make sure that your website is up to date. Make sure that it is credible. If you have Google reviews, highlight those. Those are huge. You know, mm-hmm. the, the consumer is very informed now, and it's really important that you make your you bring your best foot forward online. What we're really great at is driving people to your website via Google. Okay. So we don't even, unless you have like a vanity number, you know, like 444, 444, that kind of thing. Oh, gee, I think I know who has that. <laughs> we won't name anybody here, but see, it works. You know exactly who that person is based on that phone number, but I digress. But we, we try not to do phone numbers unless you have a vanity number because it just takes up space and takes away from That's your board. How often have you driven by a billboard and said, oh, I better write that number down? Right. <laughs> yeah. By the time you got by it, you've already missed it anyway. It's exactly. the same thing with radio. You're driving most of the time, so you can't write anything down. But that yeah. that brings up a really good point, Bethany. Is there Are there other tips on designing the overall visual that makes it more effective than not for, the, for your clients? Absolutely. I really recommend having creative that either hits an emotional nerve Okay. speaks to a very specific problem or is just very, very innovative and creative. So like, for example, if you are a, uh, a restoration company or you do emergency services, your biggest thing is showing the client, okay, we help in an emergency. Here's who we are. And then they can Google you and find out all the information they need. Billboards are not informational anymore. They're really about getting the person to get to your website trigger points exactly exactly so it's it's about branding it's about um being top of mind and uh some things to think about too is really know your location of the board understand who you're targeting if you are trying to target families that you know have you know three kids and you know do a lot of extracurricular activities you might not put a billboard in downtown providence you know like you really want to understand who your client is and where you're trying to target them. And, and you're do you, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but do you help your clients with that? Is Absolutely. Figuring out prime locations where it might make the, have the biggest impact? Absolutely. Because we're local, we're able to, we know this area. We grew up here. We understand the different communities. The other side of it is in out of home. Um, I'm not sure, I'm sure you guys are familiar, but to, to those listening, 
uh, Nielsen ratings, you might have received a card in the mail, you know, like, <laughs> please write down all the shows that you watched this mm-hmm. week. Yep. That's how television and radio really get their their impression numbers. An impression means a person either viewed or heard your advertisement. And the way they do it is it's all about what the person reports. So <laughs> I like to use the example, you know, if somebody asked me what I ate today, you know, I might be like, oh, I had a salad, you know, I had some chicken and, you know, I had a peanut butter sandwich at night. I might totally forget consciously or unconsciously that Gertrude brought in two brownies that I happened to wharf down really quickly <laughs> and that when I got home, I ate a piece of chocolate cake because I was starving, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's hard for, for you to get an accurate reading with that. With out of home, we use something called Geopath. And that is a, uh, it's, it's the industry standard. It's a third party that the out of home industry uses as their way of getting impression counts. And they use three things. They use um, census data, traffic counts, and third-party testing. And what they did is they sat people down in a car, in a simulated simulated car, basically. And they it's kind of creepy when you think about it. But it's funny how the things that were creepy 10 years ago are totally normal now. But, <laughs> but um, they look at where their eyes went on the road. So they determined, okay, how far away... From the board does from the road does the board have to be to get this many impressions? What side of the road do people look at more? The right side read is going to have more impressions than the left hand read. Wait a minute. So people are looking at me in my car as I'm driving? No, no, oh. no, no. Because no, no. <laughs> I need to stop singing like just, a. Just drive <laughs> We have your cell phone. Big brother's watching. <laughs> I need this actually a Truman jamming out. Thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, it's, that I'm is sorry. Crazy yeah. though. That's very cool. So it was volunteer third party simulated testing. Okay. Okay. So I guess yeah. that means we have to pull all the cameras out of Alicia's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll just catch me Dang dancing. Yeah. Oh, we already have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what we put together is a very accurate reading of the impression. So we know who the target is and which boards are the best boards for the amount of people that you want to That's reach. That's cool. It is. It's it's very it's interesting. Yeah, it's almost like on a website you can do the um, you can track like with Hotjar or something where people's mouses are lingering, what pages they're stopping on to to read, and that the data, everything. The more data we can get, the better we can make our marketing to you know be effective. So absolutely, very. Cool. And then the last thing I would say on that is know in relation to your location, understand the surroundings in your location. If you have a board that's next to green trees. Don't make a green board. No, it's just going to lost, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you have, if you have a board that's very high up in the sky, make it dark so it's against it contrasts wow. against the blue of the sky. You know, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, think about those. Think about if I'm driving down the road, what is going to catch my attention? Yeah. Context is very important. That Extremely. makes a lot of sense. So that's like it's a great point because obviously you help your clients do all these things when they are crafting billboards with you. But any type of outdoor advertising really should they really should consider these these elements when they're putting it together, whether it's a sign on the side of their building or they're doing some type of yard sign. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the basic elements and principles of outdoor advertising can really or out of home advertising, however, you know, the client is thinking about it should apply. So taking those elements and making it part of a, a strategy for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you got to remember this out of home is not in the home. Mm-hmm. So you have to cater it to the environment that it's in and Let's, the people that are around it. A great takeaway. And you can mm-hmm. use that on many different scales. And I, I kind of, that kind of brings me to a, an important question. 
Are there certain clients that work best for outdoor advertising? Are there businesses that are too small? I mean, I think we look at billboards as consumers and we think, you know, those are the big companies and (laughs) I need to have millions of dollars or, I mean, where do you get started with outdoor advertising? Are there more affordable options or just some businesses that it's not right for? Absolutely. So it depends on who your target is and what your goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, I had somebody contact me about wanting to do job postings. He wanted to showcase the fact that he was looking for a job. I said, friend, for the price you're going to pay, you might as well hire a headhunter. You know, it's not, that's not going to work for you for the budget that you have and what you want. Um, Our price ranges are generally anywhere from 400 a month to 10,000 a month. It totally depends on where it is, 95, 195, that's, those are obviously going to be very pricey because some of them get over a million impressions per week, per week. Mm -hmm. Mm. So that being said, the CPM, which is cost per thousand Mm -hmm. is very low Mm -hmm. when you compare to other forms of advertising, just because the amount of people that you're reaching, getting exposure to, sure. So for smaller businesses, what I really recommend is start small. You Mm -hmm. know, do a junior poster, which is um, five by 10 or 11 in a very key area of your city. Or do a poster. Posters are great. They're right in the middle. Bulletins are the large 14 by 48 that you see on the highways. Posters you find on major roads, routes and such. Uh, Those are great if you want to kind of saturate the market. Put a couple in different areas and then people Mm -hmm. start seeing you all around. Or what I like to tell people is uh, bounce them. So have it here for three months and then have it here for three months and have it here for three months. And then people start seeing it in different locations. They think you have three billboards mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and you only have one. Um, but it gets, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of big clients that do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely affordable. It's a matter of value. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have multiple locations, if you're looking to grow, if you're looking to scale, uh, if you have rebranding, you know, it's, we'll tell you if it's not a good fit. But nine times out of 10, if you're a business, there's there's room for you. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered a lot of the important points. I mean, you've done a great job in helping us understand the advantages of out-of-home advertising and that it's not, you know, it's not your father's billboard. <laughs> it's, you know, there's a lot of... <laughs> or your grandfather's billboard. Or your grandfather's <laughs> billboard, yes. Um, I like, it reminds me of like the... Uh, the old Burma shave uh, advertising, how it was like oh, uh, wow. s- staged. So you would be passing a little mini billboard like every quarter mile. Mm-hmm. And it was a progressive message. Very clever. Yes. But I mean, that goes back to the 30s and 40s. Now you have the ability to figure out, you know, best location for these billboards. You can tie it in with real time data. You can tie it in with their other marketing channels. There's just so much now that is available and it's not just available for the big businesses it's available for the small businesses you know Mm -hmm. the people that are listening to us and it's nice that you have the ability to advise them in so many different ways in regards to is this a good fit for you you know and if it is where can we fit you in you know are you if you're a small business maybe you start out like you said with the poster size ones or the the mini boards and you can advise them on placement and what to put on the board, you know, depending on the location of it. So I think it sounds like to me like it's it's a worthwhile investment for small business owners, at least to investigate and find out if this is a good fit to bring in and, you know, marry it up with everything else that they're doing, their website, their social media, 
every other marketing channel that they're using. Absolutely. And then I would, I would finish off with this. If we really do encourage other forms of media while you're doing it, because like I said earlier, people learn differently. Some people are auditory, some people are visual, you know, the more touch points you can get, the better. So there's um, a couple of statistics. If um, if you do radio and and out of home, it increases your reach by 48%. Television, it's 18%. And with digital, it's 318%. Wait, wow, you can get Repeat on board that. With that. <laughs> Repeat that again? So when you do uh, a digital campaign, whether it's on social media or on Google, banner ads, and then you do out of home, you increase your reach by 316%. Whoa. And the reason for that is because people are seeing it when they're on their phone and then they're seeing it as they're driving and they're making that connection like, oh, I've seen this somewhere. Where have I seen this before? And you're priming them to see it more. So one thing I do with my clients is, especially if they're on like a big board, I share on my professional link on my LinkedIn and my professional Facebook page. And that's free exposure for them. So I'm saying, hey, check out this board on 95. Check out this board on Route 37. So people are seeing it on social media. And then they're seeing it as they're driving. And they're just so much more likely to have a good event. So a a success story that just happened, there's a bike shop in Swansea, uh, Bike Works. Hi, Bob. And and it was really cool because Bob was one of the first clients that I cold called, talked to him. And he was like, all right, we usually do... um, we usually do mail direct. We'll take that budget this year and do one month on a, on a digital billboard. Okay. He was advertising his spring sale. So he did it for one month and I went and visited him at the shop, you know, and, and I got a text message from him the day after the sale. And he said, this has been the best sale that we've had in three years. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So we did a, a mixture of the, the, the billboard itself. And then we shared the crap out of it on social media. So, mm. but it gave us something valuable to share. It wasn't another blog post. It wasn't another please like and share. It was something that people could physically see, tangibly see, and really stood out because how often can you say, oh, hey, check out my billboard? You That's know? cool. That's really yeah. cool. So, so you basically took a picture of the actual billboard and just use that on social media. Yeah. So, what Lamar does is we have Lamar graphics and we have a visual of the board against a backdrop that Mm -hmm. is a clear blue sky. So it looks like the actual board. If I tried to do it with a picture I took, it would would look so unprofessional. So I use what Lamar Graphics sent me that I usually send to the client and then I post that. So it looks like that's what the board is, but it's very clean and it's not like some like weird angle. Yeah. It's it's optimized for social media. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is the board. It not to mention, board, yeah, not everybody is a professional photographer, right. just a couple of us, <laughs> like Hold Bill. Yeah. So like if you ask the client to supply a picture or one of you went out to take a picture, like exactly. you don't have the right photography gear to get that billboard's and true it's essence. it's so hard to take a picture while driving. It's dangerous and it's challenging. <laughs> kind of not. Please, yeah. It's dangerous. Home, yeah. And, yeah, don't try this at home, kids. So, so we take it and we make it much safer, much cleaner, much prettier because it's always sunny on our mm-hmm. fake billboards. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. love that. And yeah. you know, I can think of two examples from my own 
personal experience on 90, you know, I drive the same route to work every day and I'm obviously on social media a lot, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do exactly what you're seeing, but it was a similar concept. So TJ Maxx opened up in Attleboro Mm -hmm. and they had the same type of creative, that same brand consistency from their social media ads, same wording, same two women models with, you know, fancy clothes on, come to our new location, check out our cool clothes and spend all your money with us. So well, I didn't say that, that, but yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's basically what happens. The billboard billboard (laughs) billboard said very little. It basically said new location. But, you know, from my experience with TJ Maxx, that's what happens. My money gets spent there. But what was on social media was the exact same thing that was on the billboard. And also Health Source RI did a good job of keeping that. I don't know if everybody has favorable experience with the company, but I didn't use them, but um, they had the the billboards and they had the creative for their social media sponsored ads being the exact same brand. Exactly. So it was that touch point, that recognition. And I totally don't get how companies don't use that same concept because a lot of times they silo their marketing. Like this direct mailer is going out, mm-hmm. then I have this print ad, and now I have this billboard, but I'm mm-hmm. posting this on social. And it's like... Now, brand consistency is important because otherwise you're creating a cognitive disconnect right. with the, you know, the consumer. You're hoping they're going to connect the dots for you. No. And it goes beyond just placing your logo. It, it can be campaign brand consistency as well. Absolutely. I mean, so, so your, your brand needs to be on point, mm-hmm. right? You need to be consistent across all the channels. So your identity, you know, your logo, your coloring, the imagery that you're using. I mean, the reason that the TJ Maxx one was successful is... Same photography, same branding across all the channels. Now your brain's making that connection between all those different places. Absolutely. Plus, TJ Maxx does a really good job at you know being on brand. So when you saw that board, you instantly thought about your last experience at TJ Maxx, the last time Correct. you went there and you bought something. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for for I, I have an answer for that. Why they do that? It doesn't. It's definitely not optimum, but. Um, for example, with with Target, if you see a red circle with a white circle, you don't have to see Target. You know it's Target. Right. Correct. If you see a little blue bird, you know it's Twitter. It's because they have not changed their logo. They've made it consistent consistently. Wow, that was weird. But yeah, so you know, it, yeah. consistently consistent. Consistently consistent. Uh, oh boy, that's the new. Put that on a billboard. Yeah, yeah consistently consistent. Um, well, I, but I think the reason that companies. The mistake that some companies can make is that with the increase in consumer data, they're targeting people based on their preferences. Not necessarily anything wrong with that. But when you become too diversified with what people's preferences are and you just target them based on their Google search history, you I was reading an article about this today, you miss the community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. For example, if you go into a bus shelter and it's the same creative you are sharing that creative with the person next to you. It's mm-hmm. a form of community. It's not personal. Right? Exactly. Versus geofencing, which mm-hmm. is already here and is coming. If you are on your phone in a bus stop, they're going to give you ads on your phone specifically or ads even on the side of the of the, you know, of the advertisements based on your search history. Wow. So that might be specific to you, but you're not sharing that with the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very interesting. Like if you, you, there is a place for targeted marketing, but it's really important also to keep that community consistency. That's what makes things go viral. That's what makes things blow up online. It's when, oh, hey, did you see that 
ad on, you know, on the side of the road. Yeah, that was so weird. What was that? You know, like things like that. It creates that camaraderie and that creates stronger chemical bonds in our brains to make those connections. Great. Kind well, of a tangent, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's Great. absolutely applicable. And we appreciate you coming on podcast today to enlighten us and educate us about outdoor, sorry, it's going to take a little while before this gets in my brain. Yeah. Out of home advertising. <laughs> if you say outdoor, it's okay. Outdoor. <laughs> I, um, I we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, yeah eventually. Yeah. I just got to be consistently consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We've coined a new tagline today. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Now it has to go in the podcast or nobody will know what he's talking about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the only way he keeps himself relevant on the podcast. Oh, oh, kidding. Oh, I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So if... <laughs> There's going to be a billboard next week with his face on it and Justin just giving him the stink eye. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as he's paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've done a fantastic job of Thank you. explaining to us why this is relevant, how small business owners can leverage this for their own marketing. Now, if they want to get in touch with you and with Lamar, how can they do that? Sure. So uh, you can check out our website, um, lamar.com, and go to Providence. You can email me directly. My email is B as in boy, <laughs> Sullivan at lamar.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks we really enjoyed me. this, and I'm sure our audience is going to get a lot out of it. Yes. Thank you. Great. Well, that, now that time of uh, week where we say uh, see you next week, right? Yes. Thanks for... Uh, tuning in to this episode of the podcast and you can find us every week because we drop an episode every week. So Wednesday until, morning. That's right. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and you can also Find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.